Tuesday, February 5th, 2018. <coughs> I'm your host, Charlotte Green. Welcome back to The Weed. Today, a Super Bowl Patriots star is caught with pot. A Girl Scout could be in trouble for selling munchies outside of a pot shop. And we continue our interviews with one of my all-time favorites, Mama Celine, who's in to show you what you should look for and avoid when buying weed. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Weed with Charlotte Green. I'm warming things up with a joint of gas house OG. That was your choice for yesterday's Dank of the Day. And today we continue our Paradiso swag bag giveaway with a bunch of legal weedy goodies like pins. This one says, stop and smell the flower. This one says, weed saves. It's a little lifesaver thingy. It's super cute. And postcards and matches and stuff. So last week's winner is Annie Chun. Annie, email us at partners at theweedshow.co to claim your prize. And you share, comment, and get involved to increase your chances of winning. We've got the Weed newsletter at theweed.tv, our podcast on iTunes, and then, of course, you can watch us right here. Now, let's start off with your dank of the day. Today's dank is brought to you by Paradiso. Find them at paradiso.gardens on IG and Gas House. Their website's gashouseshop.com. From Paradiso, we have gelato. Leafly says gelato helps to make you relaxed, happy, uplifted, and creative. That's option one, gelato. Option two, also from Paradiso, we have strawberry banana, which is a 70-30 indica dominant hybrid that's a cross between banana kush and bubble gum. So about Paradiso, the brand invites you to stop and smell the flower. Let me go ahead and do that since this is the weed. Starting off with the weed, beautiful nugs. Ooh, and they're not crumbling at the touch, which is important. I really like that. That's crazy. So that's the gelato one. Uh, Paradiso invites you to stop and smell the flower. Enjoy paradise in a puff with Paradiso. Again, you can follow them at paradiso.gardens on IG. And then last week, I introduced you to um, one of our newer partners, Gas House OG. Showed you the pop top and how they have this really cool packaging. Well, today we have their OG Kush screen in. Now, Kush, OG Kush, carries an earthy pine and sour lemon scent with woody undertones, an aroma that's become the signature of OG Kush varieties and descendants. I can smell. Follow gas underscore house on IG. They were featured on Vice's Vita Kit, and we just sat down with them yesterday. Really enjoyed the insight that they had to offer. So, we've got gelato, strawberry banana from Paradiso, Gas House OG. Comment letting us know where you're watching from, which one you think we should open tomorrow's show with. Mm, mm, mm. Let's get into today's hot topics. 
up first. A patriot is caught with pot and has to sit out of the big game because of it. Fox News reports that New England's Patriots cornerback Malcolm Butler didn't play Sunday night in the team's loss against the Philadelphia Eagles due to team violations involving weed and women. Butler's former teammate on the Patriots, Brandon Browner, took to Instagram to defend him, writing, quote, he's not the first to get caught with weed. Now, apparently, he was benched out of nowhere for the big game um, and also violating curfew as well. But Butler says about it all, um, they gave up on me. Fuck, it is what it is. I could have changed the game. Now, while I don't approve of penalizing football players for choosing cannabis as a safer, safer alternative to pain pills, Sunday's game was close, and maybe Butler could have made a difference. So because of that, I'm glad he had to sit out. Now that is the hater in me talking. I'll call it before any of you do, but we see groups like the Gridiron Cannabis Coalition working to change the NFL's policies regarding cannabis, and they're making gains, but until they really move the needle, we'll be hearing more stories like this. Um, but let me know what you guys think. Any of you Philadelphia Eagles that are also cannabis advocates a little bit torn about this? I mean, it's not great whenever we hear about one of these players being penalized for a plant. But I mean, it was a really close game. <laughs> and it does seem like a bit much to bench um, one of your star players. Uh, apparently, he helped um, win one of their previous Super Bowls like recently. But to bench him during the biggest game of these players' careers, it's... It seems a bit excessive. But then Butler also knew the consequences. I'm torn. Let me know what you think. And we'll move on to Oregon. Too much weed. Is that even a possibility? According to officials in Oregon, yes. They say the state has produced three times more pot than can legally be consumed. You heard us mention last week that pounds not pounds, or not ounces, but pounds. We're going for $50, five zero. This could be why. Oregon officials are looking for a solution to the state's overproduction problem. Now this comes after 16 states have reported seizing marijuana from Oregon, and that Oregon postal agents have recovered 2,644 pounds of marijuana in outbound mail during 2017. Now, officials say, quote, this lucrative supply attracts cartels and other criminal networks into Oregon and in turn brings money laundering, violence, and environmental degradation. Now, on the other positive side of things, Oregon has collected $60 million in state weed taxes and the industry has created 19,000 jobs. Now, my thoughts, I really love Oregon. A lot of times, you guys will reach out and ask, where to get your start in the industry. If I had to point you anywhere, I always say head to Oregon. Why? Because they have some of the lowest barriers of entry to get into the legal cannabis industry. It's not tens on tens of thousands of dollars for you to just apply, like how it's looking things are gonna be here in California. Um, no, it's reasonable amounts of money for you to 
give the state so that they can process your paperwork. It doesn't seem like they're trying to pad the accounts with your application fees like other places. So low barriers of entry, the community, the cannabis community there is super strong. Um, and one of the friendliest communities that I've, I've seen. So maybe this is what happens when you have those super duper low barriers of entry. Now people have been saying that the market in California has been saturated for years. So if this is what Oregon looked like uh, just a couple years after legalization, I don't know. Um, can't really tell based on what's happened anywhere else what's going to happen here in California. But definitely brace yourselves because change is on the way. And how are those $50 pounds? Someone from Oregon, let us know. Now to Southern California where a Girl Scout managed to sell all her inventory after setting up shop outside of a pot dispensary. According to Jezebel, the Girl Scouts are looking into whether one of this young entrepreneurs or whether this young entrepreneur broke the rules by selling cookies outside of the San Diego weed shop. The girl, who managed to sell more than 300 boxes in front of the Urban Leaf Dispensary, is now being investigated by Girl Scouts, not the feds or anything, to find out whether her sales practices were in line with the rules, which are apparently very specific, saying scouts can only sell cookies outside of business if they get a permit and a dispensary is not a Girl Scout approved site. Now, if she broke the rules, she could potentially lose the awards she earned for selling so many cookies. My thoughts on this, little girl, wherever you're at, probably San Diego, great job. Now, I thought the point of Girl Scouts was to raise strong women that can translate their skills into success. Now, punishing someone that's tapping into that this early on could be detrimental to her growth and any other girls watching how this organization handles this. I mean, this is a plant that might still be stigmatized, but it's definitely legal. So she wasn't doing anything. It's not like she's set up in front of a drug den or anything like that. Urban Leaf is a beautiful dispensary. Um, and she had her parents there with her. So it's um, not something that we haven't seen before. I think there was a Girl Scout in Oregon or Washington that's done this before. They should be doing this everywhere because clearly y'all can move some cookies. The munchies strike quick and uh, those Samoas hit a spot that only those Samoas could hit. So uh, kudos to this girl. I, I love when I see strong women on the rise, um, that ingenuity. Let us know what you think though. Should she be allowed to keep her, I think I know what you guys are gonna say about this, but still comment, chime in on this. Uh, finally though, how would you feel if you went to drop your kids off at school and there you saw a group of parents toking up, not just on school grounds, but on the actual playground, right in view of the kids. According to metro.co.uk, a head teacher had to tell parents to stop smoking cannabis at the school gates after other furious parents reported the inappropriate behavior. The head of the primary and nursery school, which translates to elementary and daycare that these people were smoking at, had to send a strongly worded letter home after reports parents were sharing joints in the school 
playground. Parents at the 190 student school expressed their fury at the use of cannabis near their children. One father, who didn't want to be named, said, quote, you would have thought anything around kids or schools by or anything around kids or schools, the police would be right on it, but they're not bothered. Now, my thoughts, um, what the fuck? On behalf of us responsible cannabis users, I apologize. That is not what we're fighting for. My oldest goddaughter just turned 11. I don't think she's seen me smoke. But I know parents that explain the plant and treat it like beer or any other adult substance around their kids and their kids respect that it isn't something that's for them. But for these adults to be smoking at a playground, arrest those motherfuckers like you would someone drinking at a school playground. Cannabis does not excuse irresponsible behavior. It just doesn't. If it isn't legal to consume 40s at the playground, I don't understand how it would be legal, regardless of whether personal possessions, small amounts have been legalized, which is the case in this area. There are still school zones. Just because weed is legal here in California doesn't mean that I can walk up to the nearby school zone and start, no, I would still definitely go to jail. So it's crazy that the police aren't doing anything about it, but maybe it's because it all plays into a larger narrative. The paranoid stoner in me says this sounds like a setup. You know, like the 40 pounds of weed that was just found at the Arizona Elementary School last week. I think prohibitionists are getting, um, they're getting clever. Let me know how you feel and what you think. I can't imagine police anywhere not taking action over people puffing up on a school playground. That, that just seems asinine. It's like they're letting it happen so the press can get a hold of it, so the prohibitionists can be like, what about the kids? Let me know how you feel and what you think. Commenting increases your chances of winning this parody so swag bag. That wraps it up for today's pot topics. Let us know what you think of these stories. Head to the weed.tv for links to everything we covered. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. Now it's time for what is in your weed. What's in your weed is a segment where we purchase products for sale at dispensaries and get them tested by scientists and read the results live just like Maury. This week, we continue recapping some of the more interesting what's in your weed results. Today on the testing block, Vibe 50 milligram CBD drink. As we mentioned, the thing about liquid THC products is that when they're stored in plastic, according to our friends at Farm Labs, the plastic tends to absorb the medicine that's supposed to be in the drink. So we've never actually had a cannabis drink test in at the advertised potency. Not once. So when we saw Vibe's CBD drink, we wondered if we'd get better results because we know the plastic absorbs THC and doesn't do the same with CBD. Um, so we tested the 50 milligram CBD bottle. However, the scientists at Farm Labs found only 28.6 grams of CBD. That's 42% less medicine than what's advertised on the package. Now, in spite of that, this is probably 
one of your best bets when it comes to a CBD drink. Remember how we tested CBD living water five times and all three of the labs we had it tested at found literally zero CBD in it? Well, this may not have the advertised 50 milligrams of CBD, but it does have some. I don't know. We will see this change probably when um, only tested products are allowed to be sold in dispensaries in about five months. That is coming quickly. I'm excited to see the changes because this is, is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. What if someone was on a strict regimen? I need this much CBD. I need to take it at this time. And they think they're doing the work, but they're not because what they're being told is the medicine they're taking is actually only half of it. That makes me sick. It does. Well, next week, we begin our new What's in Your Weed results, starting with the shop's first license to sell weed in our area. Up first, we're stopping by Oz WeHo, owned by my buddy Dr. Dina, which has been popping since the start of the year. I believe they were um, the first or second shop to open up in the Southern California area. So we're excited to see the standard that's being set in this new legal weed era. And to celebrate the start of legal weed sales, we're sitting down with cannabis culture expert, Mama Saline. She's giving you tips on what you should and shouldn't look out for in your weed, which is useful for all of you heading to dispensaries for the first or 15th time and for you guys on the black market, it's especially useful for all of you on the black market where there aren't labels on things. It's just in a baggie. Few tips um, for you to look and assess. Now this is one of the first of many interviews. So everyone be sure to subscribe to the Weed Newsletter at theweed.tv, our podcast on iTunes, and on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed Show with Charlotte Green and subscribe there. Here's Mama Saline. All right, guys, we are welcoming back Mama Saline to the Wee. She is a cannabis culture expert, cannabis entrepreneur, uh, ganja goddess co-founder, and good friend. Lucky to have her. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Absolutely. What a pleasure it is to be back. Um, so in 2018, a lot more people are coming to dispensaries than ever have before. A lot of newbies, um, but still a lot of us regular goers are seeing a lot of new products in there. So we have you in to come and discuss what you should be looking for and what you might want to avoid when you're in a dispensary looking at your bud. So I can help with that. Yes, you can. <laughs> so what I really love about one of the last times that Mama Celine stopped by was we were doing the dink of the day, and I passed her a couple of the jars, and it was like, what do you think? You know, is it musk? And she was like, yes, uh, the musk of the, the <laughs> Appalachian Mountains. You can, you, can, you can smell and feel it. And, and yes, it was definitely grown by soil. <laughs> and it was just the most amazing thing to see someone just in her element not even trying to flex, but educating us. So she's gonna share some of that education with us today. Yay! Yay! So what do you look for first when you are buying your bud? For me personally, it's the smell. 
it's what's going to drive me there immediately. I want to smell it. I want to, that's a call out to me. And that's what terpenes are good for because they call out to each person specifically. Okay. Did you want to give this one a smell? And is there a certain way you smell it? You know, like with wine, you do the circling it around. So and I would shake a little bit open, but it's always about, for me, it's about grabbing the bud and squeezing it a little bit and then giving it a smell. But squeezing it, like it literally like squeezes all those goodness, all those little terps kind of come alive. You know, when you like, think about it, this is an herb. When you use your herbs in your kitchen, like basil and marjoram and all those other fresh herbs, you chop them up. You need to emulsify them. You need to open them up so they explode, so they all explode in your mouth. So when you just give it a little squeeze and then smell, this mm. is really, really pretty fresh smelling. Yeah. This smells nice. It feels nice in my fingers. Um, it, it has a, a squishiness, but yet it's dense. This particular strain, I would say it's probably sour diesel. Or oh, it's OG, which is a nice gassy OG. Yeah, it's really pretty. And actually for an OG, that's really uh, common. It's kind of tight and little nuggies and tighter mm -hmm. nugs. And so when it comes to smelling cannabis, what is it that people are are taking in? That terpene. Yes. The word is terpene, <laughs> yes, exactly. So terpenes are that smell and the flavor of the strain specific, those that come in. And so, you know, most of our cannabis these days are hybrid with many different strains, but generally you will see those notes when you get more pure. You'll feel like, ooh, that sour diesel definitely has that gassy thing. That OG Kush has that piney flavor. Uh, for me, I like indicas. They generally have a mercy, a more like, a berry or a, like a, a deeper um, lavender or a fruity flavor. The nursing are more fruity. Mm. You know, that those are more indica generally dominant. So for me, that's what calls me. But other people, my husband, it's all about the gas. You know, it's like the gas. <laughs> yeah, that like gas. And the gas means like it's just really pungent in that kind of, I don't want to say in that chemical way, but it's it's like that, you know, that no, smell. No, it's really, yeah. so, like, yeah. when it's rich gas, it yeah. smells like gas. Yeah. It smells like actual gasoline. It does. It's crazy. But it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. Yeah. yeah. But it just smells, I wonder yeah. what terpene it is that that smell is tied to. I think to. it's a piney. Really? I believe that. Huh. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I can yeah. kind of see how the pine could evolve yeah. to that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. maybe it's a cross between the piney and the lean. Lemonine or something like lemonine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably like that cross between. Okay, so we're or smelling the terpenes. Yeah, smelling. And everybody wants to smell it because your body, what you might want and what I might want, be completely different. And that's why you want to get your nose in it first. Okay. And well, generally, when these dispensaries are open, you're not going to be able to touch it and squeeze it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But but maybe you can shake it up a you little. You can shake it up a little bit and give it away. Try and move it around, Absolutely. release some of those terpenes. Yes. So we just touched on terpenes and smells. What do you look for next? Um, I guess it would be, I mean, if you could touch it, it would be the freshness of it. Hmm. Is it gonna crack in your hands immediately? Yeah. Is it gonna be like, uh, when you squeeze it and smell it, what, does it have this kind of like, oh, stale kind of smell to it? <laughs> do that face again. Oh. Stale. <laughs> but like, 
you want to touch it, you want to make sure it just doesn't crumble in your fingers immediately. Mm -hmm. So this um, we brought out just to use as an example, but sure. this is um, a little older. It's been preserved in a beef bag. Uh, I don't know if that's that. I mean, it's crunchy. It's definitely crunchy. It you know will crumble in my fingers a lot more. It's not turning all the way to dust. It's like not some, turning. It's not no. all the way on that side. And of the also, spectrum. it's not that bad. There's still green, and there's a, actually a, a quite a bit of smell to it. Still, it's kind of nice, and it hasn't really turned. It really hasn't turned yet. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not. I would still smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well. not that old. Well, <laughs> it's been preserved well for sure. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> so even if. Um, something has been around a little bit longer. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's generally an oxidation. It doesn't like, it's not going to go bad and mix like food and it's sour it's and it's going to make you sick. Not, not like milk. No. It's more like, oh, it just won't taste as nice maybe if it's been in that bag versus a jar for six months versus eight months or something yeah. like that. But, you know, it's never bad that you're never going to get hurt or sick by smoking mm -hmm. it. I wouldn't imagine. I've never heard of that. And I've smoked some old weed before in my life. All of us. <laughs> You're like, we just I'm just glad to find it. You know, a like, couple years ago. Oh, okay? Right. right. <laughs> All of us have smoked mad weed. Right. So oxidation. Yes. Along with oxidation and the air moving through the buds, that also might change the um, color. Absolutely. Absolutely. I notice that far more in outdoor growing, sun grown flower versus indoor because indoor has been. I always say it's been force-fed. It's been like jammed micronutes yeah. and like lots of water and CO2, like all this oxygen and so many things. It's like yeah. it's overloaded. It's like mass, you know. It's like Gold's Gym on steroids. You know, it's <laughs> steroid pot. Now I will say it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. The Los Angeles market wants to see that. Yeah. They want those green, fluffy, fucking frosty and white massive somehow. and massive, massive, dense, gorgeous buds that smell they want to see that you it's really hard you can get that from outdoor not in the same way mm -hmm. you can get some frosty ones and you can get some fat mugs but because it's so natural yeah there's a process and there's a whole organic there's an organic time to it and so what happens is it turns after time and i have seen it being preserved many different ways and different dark bags and air water airproof and dungeons it's still over time it oxidizes and it just turns color it just turns a little golden and then it turns a little browner and browner and browner okay yeah. so is there anything harmful with that i mean i i mean i'm like don't search out the brown weed <laughs> <laughs> you do have well most of us here in california have options but in places that don't yes. if i don't think it's gonna hurt you I, the only thing i would think is if there was a mold situation so if it was dry and kept dry and just like and in airtight but it just was over time just sat there for a while and you don't want to let it go to waste Look at it. Make sure there's no mold. Mold is the thing that you're looking for. Mold Let's is not a good thing. Get to that. Yeah. What we should be avoiding. Mold. Because <laughs> yes, definitely mold. Are there any smells that are red flags for you when you're looking at different buds and when you're pinching on it? I guess it. I would just say there would be a moldy smell, kind of like a musky, old kind of, ooh, this is nasty. Mm -hmm. And you'd probably see a variable of like a little bit of white, frosty, uh, maybe even a greenish white over it. 
So how do noob newbies or well how noobs yeah. how do <laughs> how do we tell the difference between Spycone and that white frost? How do you know not to oh. be excited about that white coating? You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, here's the great part because with all the new 2018 legal ma marijuana in California, there's regulations on how it has to be tested, lab tested, and measured and dosed in specific ways to be able to be in those stores then. So that's a really good thing for going forward. Yeah. But generally, I would say probably 100% now because of these stores and these very stringent laws, the way we need to operate, you won't see mold because it won't be able to get into that store. That's true. It won't be te you know, have to be tested. Yes. For us in California, I think um, dispensaries have until like the summer, sometime in the summer, to get rid of all of their untested weed before everything is true going that. to be mandated. Yes, yes, so, you're right. So yeah, um, that's something good for all of the patients and all of the consumers, but for the last couple decades, there hasn't been any sort of no. provision in place to stop that. To make there hasn't, but I have to be honest, I've been in this industry for so long and I have really good relationships with many, many farmers and farmers care. Yeah, They care about their, they know that this is medicine and they want, they're integritous people, at least the people that I work with, they're integritous and they want to give you good medicine for your patients. So for me, <coughs> it always comes down to a relationship that you have with your farmers mm -hmm. and the people that you're dealing with. And so I know for a fact that many of these farmers saw these regulations coming about yeah. for the la next last couple of years. Yeah, so, so they've been good. already operating as if good. for some time, incorporating some of these really good practices. You know, practices so that we can ensure clean medicine. Okay, so we're avoiding a um, moldy smell. A moldy smell and a powdery look to it. Powdery a pow look. Powder over trichomes, you're gonna see the difference. Okay. I think you would see the difference. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we're talking things to avoid. Mold, powdery mildew. Um, how do you know if there are harmful chemicals in your weed? Is there any way to know that there are pesticides inside of there unless you pay the $500? I don't believe so. No. I don't know. Well, the testing. But, um, and here's the other thing. A lot of times they say pesticides, and oftentimes these seeds come from uh, places where maybe they already have something in them. It's not necessarily a pesticide, but it's an organic matter in which would be coated that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even our foods, like we don't even realize that they have these things. It's not necessarily the chemicals that are bad. I'm not saying chemicals are good. I am not saying that whatsoever. I am saying that genetically, oftentimes, what they don't require, what they require to pass that, they're gonna have to go through different hoops then. That's just what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Really, they will be because it's just a different ball game. It is, different standards. Yes. So, is there anything else that we have, I mean, what do you look at? We haven't really gotten to that. We haven't talked about orange hairs. What are That's those? That's so funny, the orange hairs. It used to be a thing like, I want the orange hairs. Yeah. Now it's like barely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this smells so good. Wow. Okay. Gorilla Glue number four. Yeah. This, this is, is from really K10 good. Collective, by the way. Nice job, guys. The new fluffier weed, not the yeah. old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is really, as I said, this is very loud. This is really loud. <laughs> it is. It's really fresh and loud, loud, meaning um, it's really fragrant. 
super terpy. Yum. We should roll that up. We right. will roll that up. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? So we also got, these are like the older ones. I uh -huh. think, oh, this is an older version of Gorilla Glue. And you can see the difference. You yeah. see the, how it's oxidized in color. Right. And those are very similar mm -hmm. strains. Totally. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this would be bad. We don't know. Let's let's just crack it open and see what it smells let's like. Let's we'll see. see. Let's see. Huh. Quiet nose. Yeah, you don't smell much, but it doesn't smell like immediately like that thing's old, like a, an old man's closet or something. It's not like that. It just doesn't. It's not a. It's not appealing. As soon as you open, it's like, it's not like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's a little eh, whatever. <laughs> it's just uh, crunchier and darker in color. It's oxidized brown. Just like you were mentioning. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great example. It's a really good example. Almost exactly the same strain. And yeah. that is what they look like after some time. Yeah. So does the THC content diminish with time? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know about that. We're going to look into that. Yeah, I'd better look, look into that. that. I can't answer that as an expert that I am. I can't answer that one. <laughs> we always um, plan on discussing more weed, so we can always have yes. you back to answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything we haven't touched on that you think is important for people to know when they are buying vibes? Uh, when they're buying it, go with the nose. Go with the nose. Go with the nose. You're not going to be able to touch it, so that's unfortunate. But you can see if it's fresh or not. You can see if it's going to crumble. Oh, and and give me the rolls. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. Okay. And I would say in buying it, it's always like go with the nose. Absolutely, the freshness is going to draw you in. And then if you had a chance, give it a good squeeze. Um, but then, and also, what does your eye appeal to? What appeals to you? Some it, there's something for everybody. I have learned that. Some people really want giant, big, fat nugs. Some people want little dense things. Some people want fluffy. Some will want the red hair. What's this? So those are the smalls. Yeah. You've probably seen them in your, your dispensary, and they're in the little jar, and they're the really good deal, and they say the smalls. Or maybe they are just say the good deal. And the reason is is because as you're trimming your big, large batches, they're just the smaller pieces that... Maybe the bigger buds, once you broke it down so that there wouldn't be like any sticks and sticks and leaves and stuff on it, it just ended up coming out small. And there's nothing wrong with this at all because basically you're gonna throw it in your grinder and you're gonna grind it up anyways, right? So get the good deal as long as it's fresh. Get the good deal. Mm -hmm. uh, because it can be just as equally as good as the big fat buds. And sometimes those big fat buds have those giant stems in the middle and they're the bottom line is, is these are the smalls because they're just as good as those little nuggets that come off of the fat nugs is basically what they are. That works. And when you're buying the smalls, trying to get that good deal, or you're buying some of the fresher stuff, or maybe something a little more oxidized, go with the nose. Go with the nose. Go with the nose. And I like to use Weekly as a resource. I do too. You know? Weekly's a really great resource. When you guys go in there, you'll see the testing results, and it'll yep. talk about these different... Um, cannabinoids and you might not know that much about the different cannabinoids so Absolutely. instead of trying to figure it out um, you can pull up Leafly and talk to a bartender yeah 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 and they explain everything it's amazing it's great stuff Ganja Goddess Getaway is coming March, March 23rd, 23rd through the 25th 
Coachella Valley, right there, just right out of Palm Springs. You can fly right into Palm Springs International Airport. Come, it's for everyone. We're super all-inclusive, all of you women. You gotta just come. <laughs> We're building a sisterhood through community, a community through this beautiful plant that unites us all, truly. Um, we just honor that plant in our lives, that we use her as a spiritual and creative tool, and that we can bring all the women in to uh, enjoy it together. And what's your Instagram? Mama Celine. Mama Celine, throw it up on screen. Um, let's go smoke some weed. Let's smoke some weed. <laughs> okay, thanks for stopping by, guys. Thank <laughs> you.